so that's a good question. What happens if this episode sucks? Um, I will edit it together. <laughs> I will take 30 minutes, edit it down to 10. <laughs> and then you will be sounding like this <laughs> because of all uh, 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 the editing. Mm -hmm. From Atlanta, where we have a very loose definition of the term public safety. It's the Whole World Improv Theater podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell and a man whose morning ritual is pressing the snooze button until 10 o'clock, John Mihalik. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Whole World Improv Theater, the podcast. My name's John Mihalik, and with me, my co-host, the esteemed artistic director of Whole World Improv Theater, Mr. Chip Powell. Hey, John. Hey, Chip. Really anxious to get to some of these kooky characters that we have this week. Yeah, me too. Our first is Claude Lebron. Uh, that is right. My name is Claude Lebron. Claude, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Ah, okay. Uh, well, my name is Claude. I am 43 years old. I live in Montreal. I uh, recently got uh, promoted to a branch manager of the Royal Bank, uh, Banque Royale du Canada, uh, at their uh, Sherbrooke branch on uh, St. Catherine. And I'm excited for my career advancement. And with us as well is Grace, pronounce your last name, Abilene? Abelian. Grace Abelian. Great. And tell us our listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm a mathematician at Harvard University, um, and I've been doing mathematics for the past 28 years, ever since coming out of my mother's womb. And uh, I've never been with a man before, though, because I've been so busy studying and so uh, even like holding hands or hugging a man. I've never touched a man before at all. And I heard there would be some men on this podcast. So uh, maybe I'll get some action today. Bonjour. Bonjour. And how old are you? 28. Oh, wow. And he's 43. That's... That's not that bad. It's not. It really isn't in this day and age. I I'm desperate. Well, and yeah. Moi aussi. Is that French for so am I? Uh, is, um, that is right. Also. Me also. <laughs> so, Claude, bank manager, talk a little bit to our audience about what that entails. Ah, well, I, uh, I recently got promoted from uh, Teller, uh, but now I'm in charge of the whole branch. I have uh, I opened the bank at uh, 7.30 every morning. And I am in charge of opening the vault as well as uh, making sure everyone come in on time. Canada has a low crime rate. Can you explain to us like what is the protocol? I mean, obviously, you probably don't get arm robbed every now and again. But oh, can you... actually, we did. Oh, well, what's the protocol when that happens? Well, uh, in the morning, uh, the people will stand on the other side of the street as one person go in the bank. And they make sure that there is nobody in the bank. And once they say the bank is clear, everyone else can come in. However, last summer we were robbed. Uh, two men came in from the front. And in our bank, our tellers do not have money on their, uh, their wickets. Huh? The, the, the money is in the back in one main teller place. But these men, they jump over the counter and they start opening the drawers. And all they get is uh, pepper, paper and everything. But uh, we give them the uh, what they call the hold-up bundle. 
and they get a bank uh, a bunch of money. We give them the old up bundle, and then they run out. These are uh, notes that are uh, marked and can be uh, traced later. Also, when they open it, it explodes into a big pink mess. Well, and so what makes your bank a target when the Musée de Beaux-Arts is the Montreal Museum of Fine Art, which is, you know... Musée de Beaux-Arts. Yeah. It's got, you know, Rembrandt, Cezanne, Picasso. So what makes your bank more important than maybe these guys targeting this museum? Uh, Because they want cash, huh? They do not need to uh, try and rob a big uh, uh, painting. Uh, You want to get uh, cash. In fact, uh, there was a Canada Trust uh, down the road from us, and it was robbed just before us. And you would think they would know that money is marked by your people. Uh, These people are desperate. They don't always know, huh? It's not something that uh, everybody knows, but uh, that's what we do. So, um, Grace, I want to ask you a question. You said you were doing uh, math right out of your mother's womb. What age were you first counting? As soon as I was coming out of my mother's womb, I was counting. Oh, really? Yes, I was was counting the seconds that I was alive when I was coming out. One second I'm alive, two seconds, three seconds. Really? How many seconds alive are you right now? Uh, Five million and 32 to the 22nd and 58,000th power. Wow, that's amazing that you didn't do that. You know, coming up this week, there is a seminar on number theory. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about what that means and how that works? Yes, that's actually my specialty. So I um, I did a research paper on number theory where you have to prove that there's an infinite amount of prime numbers in the world. If you think about a prime number, something that's divisible by only itself and one. And so if you think about it, for instance, three is a prime number, five is a prime number, seven is a prime number. And so uh, you, you have to think, oh, how many primes are there in this world? Well, there is actually an infinite amount because as the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger, you think hmm, maybe there's another smaller number that can go into it, but there is actually an infinite amount of prime numbers in this world. Wow. Kind of hot. That's kind of hot, did you say? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm winking at you now. <laughs> I saw that, huh? Is there a lot of prime numbers in banking, or is it just the prime lending rate in banking? The only one I know of is the prime lending rate, and then we uh, up that by uh, 15%. Uh, maybe you can explain that, how the prime lending rate to Grace. Maybe Ooh, yes, be please. Into that. The prime lending rate is what is set by the Bank du Canada uh, as the basis of what people can uh, borrow money, and then the banks, they add to that to make a profit. I'm not sure if I understood the first half of that, but it sounds very hot. Well, you know, I just want to say I love that you're playing dumb right now because you were arrested a couple of years ago on a hacking charge and you were hacking into Bank of America. (gasps) And now that we have an actual banker here, I know you're playing the dumb card, but you're Harvard educated. So why don't you talk a little bit about the charges that you had pending against you and why in any way, shape, or form, he should trust you to be in the room with us right now. Well, I was actually just doing that for fun because I was I was bored while uh, I was getting my PhD in mathematics, and I just didn't know what to do with my time. So I just thought that would be a fun thing to do. I promise, I'm very trustworthy. I don't know. Hacking's pretty hot. That is uh, actually the better way to rob a bank. Uh, you get more money than jumping over the counter and stealing cash. Mm -hmm. So you are very intelligent. 
Wow, so many compliments thrown me at once. I don't know what to do. Yeah. But what do you say to your victims? Like, there were a couple of people that were elderly that were, you know, their entire life savings was taken out of their account and magically appeared in yours. What do you say to those people? Well, I say if they ever need help in in being tutored in mathematics, I'd be willing to help them with that. But I don't know if you know, mathematicians don't make a lot of money. They're very poor. And uh, in grad school, yeah, you, you go through five or six years of grad school and you don't really make anything. So I needed the money. They probably don't. They're, if they're elderly, they well, probably have tons of money. Obviously, you've paid off your student loans. What is a salary for a mathematician at Harvard? I don't know if I should disclose that on the podcast. Oh, but you could hack into old Ethel's account and take all her life savings to pay off your student loans. Depending on the amount of research you do. Uh, it, it I want to say allegedly, allegedly, because you still haven't come up on those charges. Oh, yes. Well, it could be around $30,000 per year as a salary. Surprised it's only $30,000. You'd think it would be a prime number. That is very true. It should be a prime number. Uh, Maybe a prime number that's much higher than $30,000. What's the closest prime number to $30,000? Oh, yeah, you got it. Now now I'm, I'm even more worked up. Major funding for Whole World Improv Theater and this episode is provided by the City of Atlanta's Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs. The Office of Cultural Affairs does a lot of really good things for the arts inside this city. And although they'll never admit it, secretly, we know that Whole World is their favorite. Uh, Speaking of money, you're um, with the Bank of Canada. The Royal Bank of Canada. I'm forgive me. The Royal Bank of Canada. Yes. And we've just changed monarchs. So now, doesn't your bank now have to change all the money to have a picture of Charles the Third on it? Uh, that's a good question. But the Royal Bank of Canada is actually a private company. Uh, the Bank of Canada is the uh, government bank. But uh, we our, our uh, money. Uh, the uh, Queen Elizabeth was on the twenty dollar bill. Uh, but now, uh, eventually, we, uh, Prince Charles or King Charles will, will be on the $20 bill. Well, she was also on the loonies and the toonies, the $1 coin and the $2 coin. Yeah. All them will be changed, too. That is true. All those will be changed. That is true. But it don't mean that the other ones will not be good. Oh, that's how it works? Uh, those coins can still be used. In America, we have a president, and that president never changes on the money. It would be the same thing, like the, the queen can still be used on the money, but for any new ones that are being made, they will put on Mr. Charles. It's so interesting to me because in 1864, the Merchants Bank of Halifax was founded in Nova Scotia, and we recently had a gentleman named Patrick Turner on oh, our show oh. from Nova Scotia. Oh. Um, can you explain a little bit of the history behind your bank? The uh, Royal Bank of Canada was the first uh, and is the largest uh, bank in Canada, a private bank, uh, along with the Bank of Montreal, and there's also the Scotia Bank. But it was uh, founded in uh, 1947 and has been around for them. But we have branches all over the world, including the Caribbean and in South America, in Venezuela. They loan money uh, to countries uh, all over the globe. To countries. Countries and companies all over the globe. 
not to people, just countries. No, and and people, yes. But uh, we also lend money to governments. So wait a minute, are you like bankrolling people like Putin, or are you responsible for the? I Ukraine am a lonely uh, branch manager uh, in uh, on the west side of Montreal. My personally, I have nothing to do with Monsieur Putin, but uh, perhaps our bank has uh, lent uh, Russia money in the past. And uh, your chief executive officer, David McKay, what are your thoughts on him? Ah, he has been with us a long time. I met the man. He uh, he grew up in our bank. He actually started as a courier going from one branch to another on his bicycle. And he worked his way up all this time. And now he is uh, the CEO of the uh, Royal Bank Canada. A very nice man. And... Uh, I met him. Really? How did you meet him? He uh, would come through before he was the uh, CEO. He would come through and he was a regional inspector and he would come to all the branches and look at us and check out the branch and uh, he would shake your hand. And did you know right away when you saw him that that guy's going to be the CEO? Uh, You know, you just know, yeah. You just know? He had it in his voice. Grace, I want to come back to you. 28 years old and a virgin. So what is it about a 28-year-old virgin that makes you not, like, attracted to... Are you attracted to men? Are you attracted to women? Are you trans? Like, what's happening here that you would go 28 years of your life and you're dealing with mathematics? And isn't the human body a mathematic of its own? Why wouldn't you explore that? Way to make me feel terrible about myself. Um, I... uh I am mostly into men, but I suppose that I can uh, get with a woman if that's what it takes because I'm... Uh, Jump the tracks. I'm, I'm deprived of getting action right now. Yeah. But who has time to, to explore out there when you're so busy being engrossed in mathematical textbooks? Well, and with so many Harvard scandals around many of the Harvard locations where promiscuity popped up over and over again, were you not joining the sexual revolution on purpose? or was it just passing you by? Oh, it was just passing me by. You don't really have time when you're when you're uh when you're studying mathematics and getting your PhD and and hacking into bank accounts. Who has who mm. has time for that? I would love to open a spreadsheet with you. Ooh, what kind of spreadsheet? Ex- Tell me more. An Excel spreadsheet uh, with lots of cells. Ooh, lots of cells. That sounds sexy. Well, tell Grace what kind of formula you would put in those cells. Oh, yeah. Make sure not to make it too elementary. Oh, no. (laughs) It would be a varied FX squared minus LZ pi 3. Oh, well, uh, you sound dumber than my students, but you did throw pi in there. So I'll I'll take it. Ah, bon. I like that idea. So you're only 28 and, you know, Chip's question here notwithstanding, but um, when did you get your doctorate? How old were you? 26. 26? Yes, 26. And there wasn't like a huge celebration after that to go out and get a little, you know, busy? No, who has time to celebrate when you're, again, you're busy doing mathematics. The, the, right after my graduation, I had to hit the books again because it's very competitive in the Harvard Mathematics Department where you have to get grants and do research. No one has time to, to celebrate. What if you cracked open the Kuma Sutra? Like, what if you just took a night? I'm trying to help you out here, Grace, because, you know, 28, the clock is ticking. 
Well, I I don't know if I want to have kids, so the the clock isn't really ticking. But I don't know. It, Kama Sutra might be a little bit too advanced yeah. for me. I'm just trying to learn how to hug a man right now, or maybe yeah. kiss a man. I think Chip's really onto something here because there's a lot of different angles that are involved here, you know, and different curvatures to the human body. I mean, that sounds like you would get really good at it by um, examining all the different uh, penetration angles. Oh, well, oh yeah. Keep talking. That's, that sounds very interesting. I think if you tackled the human body the way you tackle mathematics, you'd probably be a huge success. Are you saying I'm not a huge success right now? No, I'm, I'm saying in another field. You're on here looking for love. You're on here looking for a man. You've been looking for a man for some time. I've interviewed you before. And in that time frame, you were hitting on me. And I'm married, yes. so that ain't going to happen. But what I'm trying to say is that if you could branch out into other forms other than mathematics and maybe use that education to your advantage, you might catch a man. So you're saying I'm not going to catch a man tonight? Well, we don't know. Claude, uh, I mean... I have nothing to do, huh? I am free. I can show show you uh, a good time. And where would you like to take Grace? Uh, I'd take her to uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay, I'll I'll take it. It's a good Scottish restaurant. All right. So yeah, sounds good. I'm uh, I'm willing to go anywhere. If you just want to go back to your place after, that's okay too. Uh, I definitely make sure you keep an eye on your computer. No, if it, she's coming over, she's a feisty uh, stealer. Oh yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can Can I touch your bald head? Oh please, uh, you can touch anything on me anytime you want. Ah, oh, that's nice. You know, oh, yeah. Um, now you've touched a man. From our uh, Montreal, um, why don't you uh, woo her in French? Bah, peut-être je peux pas. Je peux faire ça. Tu veux aller say chez it, moi ce soir? Say it again. Tu veux aller à mon appartement ce soir et on peut uh, manger quelque chose. Uh, J'ai plein de bouteilles de vin. Oh, say it again. Oh, tu aimes ça, hein? Quand je parle comme ça, tu aimes ça beaucoup, hein? Okay, one more time. <laughs> oh, no, c'est... <laughs> Un peu plus euh, grandement, hein? Tu as une, une belle face. Et euh, je pense que après euh, demain matin, je peux euh, donner toi quelque oh chose God. pour... Euh... Uh, Grace, please, please get off of our guest. Stop climbing on him like that. Oh my God, oh, John, I can't, I can't help it. Uh, John, I think we've made a love wait. connection. Um, I, wow. I, I think they're connecting again. I right think now. I want to yeah. climb on Claude right now. Uh, like, oh my God, that was no, so sexy. He's, he's, he's mine love. now. He's mine. Everybody, oh, let's uh, go. It's an international event. <laughs> wow. Well, that is great that we have made a love connection, and we'll be back to talk about it a little bit more right after this. If you are looking to enhance your awesomeness and meet sexy, new people, you need to take a class at Whole World. We offer a 10-week class for adults at all levels. Whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced improviser, you'll learn the Whole World approach to improv and have a blast doing it. I know I did. For students who progress through the advanced class, the entire program culminates with a big, big show on the legendary whole world stage all the actors at our award-winning theater have gone through our class program 
And now it's time for you to take the stage. That's right, you. You know you want to. Get that neuroplasticity going and gain confidence at the same time. Go to the classes page at wholeworldtheater.com to register. That's theater spelled with an R-E because we're fancy. This program is supported in part by Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also receives support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. And thank goodness for organizations like these, because now more than ever, anybody sick of that phrase? Everyone knows how important the arts are, because where did everybody turn to after two years of Arts. So let's keep recognizing these amazing organizations for what they are and what they do. We love you. Hey, everybody, we're back, and uh, I think we've separated our guests mm-hmm. <laughs> back into the actors that they are. Yes, we have. So, uh, Claude Lebron. <laughs> Rick, what is the inspiration behind the bank manager character? When I was in college in summer, my dad worked for the Royal Bank of Canada. So I would work as a teller in the summers oh, in wow. Montreal. And one of the guys who worked there was named Claude Lebron. He was like the chief guy there. So uh, I just sort of took inspiration from that he didn't come i should i should have looked him up on my <laughs> on my google while i was googling but i'm googling yeah. so fast it's hard to keep i up. mean this is a long time ago back in the 90s so yeah. i don't know but um and yeah because i lived in montreal for a while too so yeah that's where i got that from oh and we were actually robbed were you yeah that for was real yes holy oh shit God. what was that like it was surreal it was so weird because they just came in with two shotguns and like i said they didn't have money in the wicket so it was back in the main thing and one guy stood in the front with a shotgun the other guy went over the counter was like going through the drawers couldn't find the money and the manager said, give him the money give him the money so they gave him the hold-up bundle and they ran out and they mm-hmm. shut down the bank for the rest of the day they wouldn't let us leave we had mm-hmm. to stay while the cops came and interviewed us and stuff so you really did know protocol yeah wow (laughs) i got robbed when i worked at mcdonald's (laughs) what (laughs) now this is you were working at the time yes not mcdonald's the fancy (laughs) Fancy scottish restaurant restaurant. (laughs) okay (laughs) uh no i lied on the application at 14 to get a job at mcdonald's because i was gonna make my own money to buy my own car and it was on Hilton Head Island. Oh, yeah. Yes, the one closer wow. to Sea Pines. There's two now, or at least they're back in my day, we'd only gotten the second McDonald's. But the one and only McDonald's was closer to Sea Pines. I was working there, and apparently two guys climbed up into the bathroom ceiling. And when we shut down, they came down and put us all in the cooler. Oh, my God. And You were put in the cooler? We were, me and the whole entire staff were put in the cooler and shut in. Our manager was tied up. Huh? And um, the good thing is she had a really big nose. So when they left, she went down to the rotary phone and dialed it with her nose. <laughs> and it's- 
was talking with her head to the side. And because the dumbasses didn't realize that just like Tybee, Hilton Head only has one bridge on or off. So all they did was put the cops at the bridge and they got them like that. Wow. Wow. That is But crazy. then my dad made me quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, strange. I mean, Hilton had such a hoity-toity area. It's strange that there'd be any crime on there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very hoity-toity. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I didn't get it, but you know, it, wow. it's what happened. You know, wow. for some Hilton Head police officer, that's the highlight of their career. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They called me out to the bridge, and then those McDonald's bandits. Oh, we did. Well, they, basically, they did. They just drove to the bridge, <laughs> and they just waited. And sure enough, here come these these ding-dongs. <laughs> <laughs> so it, did, it wasn't a successful robbery. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I know. Right. Well, and the funny thing was they put bob wire. Oh, really? In the ceiling and oh, wow. put their tiles back in so that that would not happen again. That's crazy. But true story. I'd be terrified as a 14-year-old. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually smoked my first joint in that cooler with the other employees. It was during the robbery. <laughs> yeah, during the robbery. To, yeah. Had, <laughs> okay. well, I mean, oh my god. Know. Oh my god, don't panic. Here, smoke this chip. Yeah. I to be honest with you, I think it was a job. Like, yeah. I think somebody knew something. I don't know. I I, I felt uh. unpanicked and I felt very comfortable. And then after I left there, I was high as kite. <laughs> <laughs> but it did not make fun for talking to the police that definitely was uh, one of those like oh shit i gotta focus here oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know so um let's talk ali let's talk about your character grace what's the inspiration here so i'm very passionate about math i have a master's in math i taught math for seven years at the university level so i just figured since it's like so important in my life to develop a character out of it so why a virgin um, I think I just like kind of got inspiration from Amy from Big Bang Theory because she's like so awkward and mm -hmm. um, she doesn't like before Sheldon. She didn't really like date much or anything. So I just figured to lean into that because I've met a lot of interesting mathematicians over the years and a lot of them are super awkward and probably have not really gotten any action <laughs> in life. <laughs> I'm just curious, you personally, what brought you into mathematics? It was really the only thing I was good at in school. I hated reading and writing and all of that, and math was always a strong suit for me. So when I got to college, I just knew that was going to be my major. And I know now you do computer things. That's so what you're doing with your math degree, right? Yes, yes. Uh, as I mentioned, teaching does not pay very well at the university <laughs> level, so... Which Switch surprises over to me as much as they're charging people to go to that damn school. Yeah, you, oh, you yeah. can say the name of the school. <laughs> <laughs> or not, if you don't want to. I won't disclose that. But, oh, oh, okay, um, but I just want our listeners to know, no, this is like a legit school. She wasn't teaching at DeVry. Okay. <laughs> she, she wasn't teaching at Valdosta State. But she was getting paid the same as DeVry. Yeah, as DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably the, whoever the CEO of DeVry. <laughs> well, I will say the salary isn't that low, but uh, it is pretty low. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you don't do much research. If you're like really good at research, it can go like the salary can go way up. So tell us, what kind of research does a mathematician do? I think when you say research to most people, the first image that comes into their mind is like test tubes, like more like a chemistry teacher or something like that, or physicists at a, mm -hmm. or astronomers at a telescope. What about mathematicians? Mm -hmm. 
So it depends if you're applied or pure mathematics. So I think applied mathematics is going to be similar to the realm of physics. There's always something applicable to the real world with that. But with pure mathematics, which is what I did with my master's degree, is literally what Grace Beeling had said, proving they're an infinite amount of primes. Mm. So things like that, where no one cares about it except for mathematicians. It's just Mm -hmm. like proving that this happens or this happens with certain numbers. And um, I guess that's why mathematicians don't make that much money because it's not really (laughs) helping anyone except mathematicians. But it's like the basis of science. But it's interesting too that when you were on our show as Xiaofeng and you had 37 grandchildren, but you only had four of your children producing those and one that was not, that you couldn't do the math in time to figure out how many. Isn't it funny how when you're doing improv, it's like, you're going to like, you don't have time for the math. Which is so funny because Carlos used to always say to me, God rest his soul. I loved him dearly. But as um, old Gypsy Queen, I would always be as the MC writing down. He, I was like, he said 1951. <laughs> and then he said 1947. <laughs> and then he said 1988. And I went, and he would always go, don't do the math, Chip. <laughs> because it, I would always challenge him because I was sitting here. I was able to write it down. And I would challenge him. And he'd be like. Don't do the math. Yeah. Or I will well, put a curse on you. Oh, like, gypsy woman curse. <laughs> but I loved it. But it was always mathematics. Like I got him caught up. I would always challenge him. And that's where I would get him mm-hmm. on the numbers. Yeah. As soon as I said that one of my children doesn't have any children, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're working with like infinite prime numbers okay like division is for like the little people like us okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's up there at like the 100th floor we're we're down here like a bunch of chimpanzees going, ah, 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 trying to figure out division. <laughs> but thank you both for uh coming in yeah we appreciate you guys being here it was a lot yeah, of fun of course yeah thank you for mm. having us yeah, yeah thank you for having us and chip thank you for coming in and john thank you for just being here yeah for just being here Okay, just read me. All right, everybody. Tune in next week when we're going to find more really, really interesting characters. Until then, I'm Jamie Halleck. I'm Chip Powell. And scene. Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast. This episode is going straight to the Library of Congress, where it will probably be caught in a spam filter. The Whole World Improv Podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and recipient of edicts is Chip Powell. The producer, writer, editor, and caterer is John Mihalik. <laughs> He's back with all the credits. Guess who's back? John is back. That's it, back, back it. Original music by The Gentle Readers. And our social media maven is Bethany Rowe, and she's pretty damn cool. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. You can even use Comic Sans, because we don't judge. Whole World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax deductible. And I mean, do you really want your tax dollars going towards Biden's dogs? He can pay his own damn vet bills. We all do. When it comes to my own health care, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll rub some dirt on it. Something always happens. It's weird every time I go into the hospital or a doctor. It's a little bit of a curse. 
paying for um, a lot of a lot of healthcare. Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo. And I've been slowly losing my mind for two years, and I hope you all witness my insanity, because AI is going to take over in our lifetime. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. So in English, what the hell were you saying? <laughs> it's a freaking porn cast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was just saying, say, hey, you want to come over to my apartment? I'll make some dinner. I'll have some drinks. Mm. Maybe. Oh, okay. So nothing good. Shit. Yeah, I was just, I was just, you know, tell, yeah. Hey, come on over. I'll make some drinks. I'll make some dinner. And then in the morning, I'll take you. <laughs> John, you got to add the translation into your podcast. Once he's done saying it, you should translate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like a record scratch. Yeah. I went to Google Translate, and here's what that means. <laughs> and it will be none of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>